Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. everybody and welcome to Rooted Deep with Reba Bowman and Allison Hale and um, today we're actually going to be talking about something that I personally um, have not experienced or have not celebrated but I think it's something that I've always found fascinating um, and uh, maybe I'm an, I'm an outside looking in um, and, and we hear these words a lot um, as and as Baptists we kind of maybe get a little nervous when we hear the words Lent or Advent and so I think this was something uh, we talked about doing a, a, a podcast about Advent and getting into the season. I got excited because it's something that I've always felt like an outsider and kind of uh, wanting to know more, but you know, am I allowed to? Are we even allowed to, as Baptists, are we even allowed to celebrate? And so uh, when Reba brought this to our attention, I was like, hey, that sounds interesting. I'm just going to start studying. And um, so I'm excited today to talk, talk to Reba about what I've learned and then what I didn't know that she's actually been celebrating for a while. So I'm excited to get into it. Here in the Dominican, uh, Christmas uh, Christmas has already started. Uh, lights are up uh, in several different places, and so I think I think they're kind of ready to get 2020 uh, over and done with. And uh, but before we rush through all that, we want to take some time, and that's what Advent really is about, right, Reba? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I have been practicing Advent for a while now, and really, honestly, what does that mean? You know, it's really honestly, it's nothing real mysterious or or. Um, or weird um, for those of you who might not have like, okay, what in the world is Advent? And that's exactly why we want to talk about this. What is mm-hmm. Advent and what does yeah. that mean for those of you who may not make that a part of your practice? Um, but really Advent is a focus on the coming of Christ. It actually means coming. The word Advent means coming. So it's really not, even though we probably historically have made it a denominational type thing, it's really not a denominational thing at all, but it, yeah. it's really a great way for me to get focused on why we celebrate Christmas. Because, right. um, you know, it's easy for us to get caught up in all the reasons we, we uh, everything is going on around us about mm-hmm. Christmas. That's really not the heart of Christmas. Right. And I've seen I've I've seen the advent calendars, but I really honestly thought, hey, that's just kind of a countdown to when you can open presents. And I thought it was really just I mean, I see them everywhere. I I think some people in our family have advent calendars. And I think at one time I um, maybe ate some chocolates ahead of time because I just kept opening the little advent calendar (laughs) doors. You know, I'm like, oh, it's day three, day four. Uh, I ate about five or six uh, Hershey's Kisses on a Hershey's Advent calendar. And I don't think I was really focusing, like you're saying, right. focusing on the purpose yeah. of Advent. I think you, I think you missed, missed, <laughs> missed it. those early door openings. Boy, uh, that chocolate was good, though. Yeah, but you know, that's one of the cool things is there's a lot of things out there uh, that are designed, even like to help kids celebrate Advent, which mm-hmm. I honestly think that chocolate was about um but uh to help kids celebrate advent or to just to help us to focus in on why we why do we celebrate and Mm -hmm. what is it what's christmas really all about and i know we you know we have a tendency to be really quick well jesus is the reason for the season and you know we're really quick to throw that out there but honestly when we look at our lives during the month of december Mm -hmm. and we ask ourselves the honest question when I come into the month of December, is my heart focused towards the celebration of the birth of Christ? And do I, does that draw me to anticipation of his second return? Mm-hmm. Or, 
Or am I just totally, you know, like caught up in this avalanche of, of food and preparation and visiting people and going and hustling and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and yeah. run, 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 bye, 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 do, do, do. Am I caught up in that to mm-hmm. where by the time I get to Christmas Day, I'm just exhausted and I want to nap right. somewhere. Exactly. And when you think about a lot of times, a lot of people talk about the disappointment of the day after Christmas Mm -hmm. and just kind of um, what what their expectations were. And I think instead of thinking about what my expectations are for the season, if I change my expectation into an anticipation, if I think, okay, I'm going to take every week, I'm going to take something and concentrate on what um, what it means to to anticipate what what it means to 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 look forward to his coming and to think back about um about his birth and and we get so caught up in these um you know and so by the end of christmas our calendar was not an advent calendar our calendar was like an action calendar it was like an activity with our small group then an activity at our church then the cantata then the second you know the second recording of the cantata and yep. then you know and then all of these things and and presents presents and and then all of a sudden bam it's over and what did we really did we really take time to just like you said, anticipate. Yeah. And, and I just, I think that we have to be intentional. At least mm-hmm. I know I do. Yes. And yes. that's really the reason I started adding Advent to my fall kind of, I have a fall routine now that helps get me set for my new year. And Advent is the last piece of mm-hmm. that. And it's one of those things where getting me just focused on, wait a minute, what is this really about? And, you know, is my heart thinking in that direction with intentionality uh, so that, yes, I mean, I am, I'm excited about me getting together with my family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, am I going to visit some people I haven't seen in a while during the Christmas holidays? Probably so. And will mm-hmm. I eat some things I probably uh, shouldn't? Yeah, I yes. probably will uh, and enjoy every mouthful of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and will we open Christmas presents? And will mm-hmm. I be pumped about, uh, you know, watching my, my family open their presents? And, you know, absolutely. All of those things will still go on, right. but my heart attitude um, is not that that dominates for me, mm-hmm. but that even, you know, every single week I have an intentional focus and an intentional direction that I'm looking at and in my own spiritual life and in my time with the Lord during that season, that is really important and right. kind of helps me to, to stay focused. And so I really think maybe that's, you know, that's our goal for yeah. the podcast for the next few weeks is to kind of walk through this Advent season uh, mm-hmm. with you and maybe encourage you to take some time to, you know, think, okay, wait a minute. Uh, what, maybe what should I be reading this week? What, what yeah. can I be reflecting on? And these are just mm-hmm. suggestions. Um, there's so many great things out there. Yeah. So many wonderful, there are people who've done amazing Advent studies and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a groups that have done so many really good things and, we we may can mention some of those, but honestly, you don't have to go buy a book and you don't have to go and get a study. You really can just um, focus on you know a few concepts each week and, and make your Bible reading about that. And all of a sudden, you'll find how quickly your heart turns to the right thing. Yes, yeah, I think that was we were in a prophecy conference years ago, and one of our favorite preachers, his name is Glenn Matthews. He actually asked me to play at the end of the service. He asked me to play "Joy to the World," and I was like, 
it's July. Why would I play Joy to the World in July? And he was like, well, there's part of that song. And, you know, the last verse of that song is very prophetic toward the second coming. So it was interesting. And I was like, we never think about the second coming when we're talking about the birth of Christ. But that's what it's that's it's it's connected. Um, And and I think it's exciting now when we think about these moments of anticipation of anticipating his coming. You know, and anticipating the time when we celebrate his first coming. And now we can anticipate the time where we can say, okay, you know, for real, the Prince of Peace is come, you know. And so I was excited about, um, I was excited, I was excited about this study when you mentioned it because of that. I was like, okay, this is a better way to intentionally, like you said, intentionally focus on the season in, in a way that's going to make a difference in, in my actions with my family. It's going to make a difference in my personal devotions. And, and I hope that it does. And I mean, I, I jumped in and started studying a little bit. I got a little excited and, um, and, you know, and, and there is, it's really interesting because there's, there's a tradition out there that says actually decorate for advent or have your advent wreath and be working through advent during the month and then celebrate or decorate for Christmas later in the month, like at the end of December. And I think the tradition was people would, would celebrate or decorate their tree. Like on Christmas Eve, advent was over and now it's time to, and I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to go that far because I'm about to put my tree up like now, you know, Um, but I think I can do both, you know? And so tell us about the advent wreath a little bit. I think you had one as a fan in your family, but you know, we did Um, growing up as a kid, my mom had, and honestly, we didn't know. All I knew was it was a wreath with candles in it. Mm -hmm. My mom, she knew it was an advent wreath. Uh, Now we didn't like the candles. My mom uh, didn't really go through the process every year, but yeah. every year about that was a, it was a centerpiece. It was huge. First of all, yeah, uh, okay. I mean, it was, you know, it was this huge circular wreath and it sat on a table. Uh, when you came walking into our den, it's the first thing that you saw mm. and, you know, it had the candles. It was beautiful. And it had all of the candles and had them with a center candle and everything, all the candles around right. it. And it was mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful uh, advent wreath. And it wasn't until I was quite a bit older, uh, having a conversation with my mom about this wreath that honestly, I mean, you know, it's, it, I remembered it from a child. I don't know how long my mom had had it. I don't know when she got it, but it was always a part of the Christmas decoration. It always sat in the exact same place. It always was the only thing on the table. So just massive wreath on the table with these candles and mom's like, Oh yeah, that's an advent wreath. (laughs) What is what? that? You know, what we've been that? Catholic this whole time. What, you know, what is this? What is this thing? You know, and so mom said, Oh, well, you know, she, and mom didn't really know all the details, you know, mm-hmm. but she was like, Well, yeah. you know, you, you you celebrate by lighting the tradition is that you would celebrate each day by lighting one candle, and that candle mm-hmm. represents things. And then you go around until yeah. finally you represent the center candle, mm-hmm. uh, which is a representation of Jesus, and you light that yeah. candle. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's cool do we want to light the candles? And she's like, Oh no, no, I don't know if I can replace these candles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause the candles are very specific too. <laughs> but, uh, and I think they have different colors. I was looking at that. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, just, it's, it's fascinating as you get into just studying the different, um, the different meanings or the different, uh, I guess, symbolism. And, and we know, and this is, this is really important to remember. We know that, um, that rituals and traditions, unless they actually point to something, exactly. it, there's no meaning. Um, but if if you can if you can take something and say, hey, listen, this is going to bring it's going to bring my heart and my mind 
back to what it, what Christmas really means or what, you know, what the, what the coming of Christ really means, then that's really important um, not to shy away from it, but just to kind of embrace it. Exactly. Because I think we all have traditions in our family, especially mm-hmm. at holiday seasons and Christmas probably being one of the biggest ones and maybe Thanksgiving being the one before that. Um, we all have these major traditions in our family that we, we always do things in maybe a certain way. Okay. Yeah. And you know, well, we always serve this or yes. we always do that, or we always go here or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. And, um, I think everybody kind of has some of that in their family. And I would say, I would encourage you if you don't, you should get some, um, uh, because I think it's important for families. I think it, it bonds families together. I think it knits families together yeah. to be able to have a say, you know, this is our family's traditions that are set around this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're exactly right, Ellie. Our, our traditions ought to point us to something with meaning and purpose and mm-hmm. not just be, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, and um, I know several years ago, and this is not about Advent, but it's, an, it's a good example. Several years ago at Thanksgiving, I bought a, uh, a tablecloth that and a sharpie pen and so mm. i took the tablecloth and when we laid the table down cloth down for thanksgiving we passed around the sharpie pen and everybody at the table wrote something they were thankful for mm-hmm. in the year yeah and we've started that tradition at thanksgiving so that now this tablecloth is covered with sharpie pen notes from different family members saying what they're thankful for in the yeah. year so that's becomes what is it? it's a become tradition. a Thanksgiving tradition, right? Right. Yeah. So I think you know it has meaning, it has purpose, and I, I, I'm excited because I love looking over the cloth, and so does everybody mm-hmm. in the family. Um, and so I think that you know we also ought to have some traditions that point us to why we celebrate the season mm-hmm. and what it is that brings us to this moment um, where you know when you read through the Old Testament, yeah. You have, you know, when we think about the Old Testament in its in in its practical sense, we have uh, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, brought a curse upon themselves and the world, and there in Genesis three fifteen we have this promise that God would send a Messiah, and that Messiah would fix what was broken, that He would come, and so you go all the way through from the patriarchs. We've got Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And what are they all doing? Abraham is looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is, they're all looking for this Messiah to come, but he didn't come in, in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's era, you right. know? And then you move all the way through and you've got Moses and you have, what do you have there? You have the tabernacles and you mm-hmm. have the tent of meeting and you have all of these things. And what is every sacrifice is pointing itself to to Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming and he's going to be the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So, you know, you've got then all the prophets, what are they talking about? Well, every prophet is talking about, Hey, you know, Messiah is coming, you know, Messiah is coming. There's he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And so that by the time you get to John the Baptist, um, and Jesus is on earth, what does John the Baptist say? Behold the lamb of God. He takes away the sin of the world. He's here. Right. You know, yes, he's huge yeah. announcement. He's here. And Behold, so he comes. Years, yeah. They've been looking for him to come. And all of a sudden, he's here. And so the birth of Christ in that, you know, as we celebrated at Christmas, I mean, angels sang, mm. shepherds were blown away. And I mean, yeah. you know, there were so many things. Because why? Because the promise was finally fulfilled. And what joy that brought to mm. 
all of to to those people who celebrated it right um you know but also uh the bible says in hebrews that all of those people who hung on to the promise and never actually saw it fulfilled right yeah great men and women of faith and now Mm -hmm. we sit in this era of being able to look back at all of that Mm -hmm. and we watched that first promise fulfilled and so like you said what does that do for us it encourages us to know that he said he would return he told his disciples okay in john 14 15 i'm coming back right and so we know he is and um and so you're right it helps us not just to focus on the celebration of his first coming, but also to be encouraged with great hope and anticipation of his second coming, Mm -hmm. which for us, we ought to have that same excitement about his second coming that Abraham had about his first coming. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. That anticipation and the looking forward to, and I think that's exactly what gets lost in the, it's such a hustle and bustle season. I actually, a long time ago as a, as a Spanish teacher, I was asked to be a part of the fifth grade musical for the school. And I was the teacher. And so their first song was called Spectorama Jingalicious Stencil Ribbonismus. And it was because the the word was Spectorama Jingalicious Stencil Ribbonismus. Can it be that we forgot the real meaning of Christmas? And it had replaced the word Christ with all of the stencils and the specter, you know, the spectacle and everything. Okay, and I was, yeah, you got, you wanted me to say it again. What? <laughs> you were like, what did she just say? Super califragilistic. No. Yeah, um, exactly. Stenc- <laughs> stencil ribbonismus. And it was just, I was like, how did I, and how do I even remember that? Because that was about 20 years ago. But it was just one of those things that we've, 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 replaced mm-hmm. um our true anticipation and and the true celebration and we we've, we've replaced it and so advent i think will is something if you don't celebrate it or if you don't observe um and and take that time if you're not doing it study and and start and start doing it in in like like reva said in an intentionally focused way so you can get out of that crazy hustle bustle and you can say no this is Yes, we do have to, we do, we are going to meet with family. It is a stressful time, but at the same time, I'm going to start making these intentional, um, intentional moments that I can focus on this anticipation, not just, you know, anticipating the Christmas day, but you're anticipating something larger than that and something um, so much more fulfilling. Absolutely. And, And I think some great ways to do that. And here's some ways I do it. So this is just super practical. But some of the ways that I do that in my first week of December, I'm going back and actually reading some of those very same things I just talked to you about. Mm-hmm. So I love going back and reading Genesis 3 and looking at that first promise and reminding myself that sin is what broke the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it really prepares my heart for where I go in my second week. But, um, but man, you know, I go back and I look at that and then, you know, everything is then looking at what Abraham might have said, or Moses, uh, the Passover, reading the story of the Passover and the blood on the doorpost, and that, that allowed the death angel to pass over. And that reminds me of, this is a symbol of, of what was to come. And, you know, just reading through some of the prophets, and those are some of my biggest core readings during that week. Mm. Um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, all of these guys prophesied of the returning of our Savior. And probably some of the most famous passages are in Isaiah. Okay, mm-hmm. we know that. But uh, man, there's so many great passages of scripture that are all about, you know, 
uh, Isaiah nine, you know, and are, and are just really, okay, let's talk about the fact that there's a savior who's coming. Mm-hmm. So when you read that and then you kind of get up to, um, kind of getting up to even into the edge of the new Testament where you've got, uh, Elizabeth and Zachariah story. Yes, and yeah. you're reading this. They're even now we're all the way thousands of years ahead and they're still anticipating Messiah. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's this course that I won't blow the whole story for you if you're not familiar with their story. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Zacharias has a conversation with an angel and, you know, and uh, then he doesn't talk for a while. So you got to go read the story. Right. Definitely um, a December surprise. Yeah. And, and of course, and then John leaps in the womb of Elizabeth when she meets Mary again. And so there's all of these amazing things that are so exciting and even Mary's uh they call it the magnificant but it's Mary's magnify the Lord mm-hmm. and Elizabeth also kind of has one as well they both are just singing praises and they're magnifying God for what's to come right and uh, those are great readings any of those man just pick from some of those um during the first week of December and as you're beginning to get your heart turned towards um, the Christmas season and uh, getting your heart focused on why do we celebrate? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we celebrate because the world was broken and in desperate need of, of a savior. Mm-hmm. And God promised to send one and he did, <laughs> you know, and he did. And um, what a great, what a great thing that was to celebrate that. And that's why we give the gifts. It's why we do what we do. The greatest mm-hmm given to us. And so in turn, we celebrate by giving gifts. And so even as you're moving in that direction and preparing your children's hearts, man, I encourage moms that are listening mm-hmm. to really pass on what you're doing in your one week time into a kid's version. Mm-hmm. So you can prepare your own, your children's heart to say, Hey right. guys, you know, we love the Christmas list and I'm excited to buy you some presents, but why do we do all this? Right. Yeah. That's that sounds exciting. And I actually I'm writing down some notes because um, I'm going to I definitely am. I'm going to observe this year. I'm going to um, you know take some time to intentionally focus. It's not that I haven't ever before, um, right. because we all know what what Christmas is about. But sometimes we do get lost and and, and making this an organized and an intentional you know, four weeks leading into the Christmas um, and onto Christmas Day and even beyond, I think, after Christmas and then um, understanding what Epiphany is. And mm-hmm. and and I think that's exciting to to think about and and focus our hearts. And so I'm really excited. I'm really excited for, for December to come. So absolutely. So we're you know, as we as we chug into these weeks here, we're just going to encourage you take some time in the first week of December to really begin to set your heart in focus. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've given you some great ways to do that. Uh, There's some great Advent studies out there. uh, And if you really are one of those study people who loves to grab a study, then man, you can really find some great ones out there. There's even some great, um, there's even some great audio series uh, Mm -hmm. that walk you through podcasts. uh, uh, And so, or excuse me, that walk you through Advent through a podcast format. And so I would encourage you, whatever it looks like in your world, um, you know, uh, do that as simple as it can be. You don't have to make it complicated. It doesn't have to be uh, fully organized with a full plan. Uh, you really can make it super simple by just reading, reflecting, uh, and then in your own heart, we want to get to the point where we can truly say joy to the world. The, right. the Lord has come, the, Lord has come. Uh, the celebration and those songs then take on so much more meaning as we mm-hmm. sing those during the Christmas holidays, because, um, 
you know, all suddenly my heart is in tune with what I'm actually saying. Right. Uh, and, instead of I'm exhausted and I'm just trying to get through this song. So, you know, hopefully that'll be the change for you. Well, we're excited to be able to jump into the next couple of weeks and every week giving you an additional thought for Advent as we move our way towards Christmas. And it will be here before we know it. So have a great week. Grab a uh, Grab your Bible and take some time to stop and reflect. And then maybe think a little bit about how you can pass off this to your family and friends so that we all get our hearts in tune towards that anticipation of the first coming of Jesus as we celebrate that at Christmas and then the anticipation of the second coming as we all look forward to that as his followers. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep and we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.